Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on. You wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Call out here for a bill. Ready, trying to get this money for a real. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money! Show me the money! Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up, Fantasy Football Hustler and my man TDS Taco back at it for Fantasy News today. Tuesday seems like it's going to be a slower day for news. Um, We're going to start it off with something non-football related. Any of you guys here, Norm MacDonald has passed away. R.I.P. We got to smoke one. I mean, I was going to say the GOAT. I don't know if he's the GOAT, but he is definitely a a funny motherfucker. Um, First thing, I mean, I'm 35. I wasn't really a lot on Saturday Night Live, like way, way, way back when. The -hmm. first thing that I saw him on was uh, Dirty Work. So many people remember him for that. Dude, that that movie was freaking awesome. And I was like like 10 when that came out, maybe 12. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Definitely didn't understand everything in that movie, but I just remember Norm MacDonald and his dad were freaking hilarious in that movie. It's one of those movies that no matter how old we get, we can always go back and laugh at. Kind of like um, some of the Chris Farley movies like, you know, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. I could watch Tommy Boy anytime and still like, you know what I mean? It's like you get goosebumps sometimes because like you're like, this dude was so funny. Like, could you imagine if he would have been around for like years? It had been like a better Will Ferrell. Yep, that's for sure. So R.I.P. Why don't we just start it off by by smoking one, drinking one for Norm McDonald, and then we're gonna get into some of this NFL news. Facts, and, and it seems like uh, the the guys are already harping on um, one of the first situations that we were speaking about uh, off air, and that's uh, the crazy situation with the Forty ers 
Um, as we were talking about over the last two days, Mitchell has looked like a, a solid ad, but now with Mostart clarifying that he's out for the year instead of being out for just eight weeks, it does change the way you look at Mitchell and it does change how much you could possibly spend on Mitchell. Um, I think we Hustler and I were talking about it like 20%, I think, was um, what I would be willing to part with in order to get him if I have a fab uh, budget. But that was before it looks like he could take over the job. Now, Huss, as you know, they got a ton of running backs over there. How are you feeling about that situation? I'm a little bit nervous about the situation, that's for sure. But I did have it at 20% of my fab. I'm bumping it up to 40. We got we got to go big or go home with this one because when running backs come available early, and we're talking about, I mean, we don't know, we don't know what's happening in the future, but as of right now, Elijah Mitchell is going to be that dude and there's a world where Trey Sermon doesn't get on the field that much. They already say he's coming around, you know, really slow, finding the playbook and stuff. And they made him a healthy um, scratch, Trey Sermon, because of Elijah Mitchell, because they knew that he was going to be the solid backup. And Mostert goes down early and Elijah Mitchell takes every uh, takes advantage of his opportunity. And uh, yeah, as of right now, I'm bumping up my fab on the waiver from 20%. So I have a hundred dollars fab or a thousand dollars fab in this league. It's a guillotine league. I'm changing it to 420 is what I'm doing. We're lo- we're locking it in. Yeah. Now, as we know, and, and I, I think that this is a beautiful situation to talk about because the four, the 49ers remind me a lot of the Patriots. And the way that they're running their team and how the operations are done and even how they run this running back room. This running back room is is set up to be um, diversified. They have a ton of players there. And, and, and as if we see right now, like um, uh, uh, Adam Scheffler's reporting, um, after the announcement of Mostar going down, the 49ers just signed former Lions running back Carrion Johnson to their practice squad. Carrion Johnson ain't nothing special. He's okay. But if we look at like last night's game versus the Saints and the, and the um, not the Saints the the Raiders and the Ravens, what happened there? We thought Tyson Williams was going through, and he oh, was looking yeah. great for that first half, and then that second half happened, and you're like Mitchell. I mean Murray just took over, so that's what worries me a little bit about this Mitchell situation. Like Mitchell might be the hot hand right now, but but what happens in? In two weeks, what happens in the second half of the next game? How how is this rotation really going to break down? Because they did spend higher draft capital on Sermon. So is it just more of them wanting to get Sermon back up to speed? Or is it a situation where they don't really like Sermon anymore and this guy's really taking over? Well, so they said that Elijah Mitchell, at least what Bogart said um, yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, but they said his running style was so similar to Raheem Mostert that that's why he's – that that's why he's pretty much locked in as the backup. One thing that does make me a little nervous with spending all this fab bunny on a guy like Elijah Mitchell is does Trey Sermon come back in the second half of the season and end up being the workhorse, you know, down the stretch? Like that is really the only thing that makes well, me nervous. What about Jeff Wilson Jr., who's supposed to come back week five? And we've already seen that this coach has affinity towards Jeff Wilson Jr. And while Jeff Wilson Jr. isn't like a, a Hall of Famer, a stud, or even an all-pro, one of those guys can just out of nowhere, especially if the coach likes him, familiar with the system, the rookie's not picking up the playbook good. All of a sudden, a guy like Jeff Wilson, if you can get him for zero dollars, stash him on IR, I think that's a great play because you're looking five weeks from now 
where you can have a situation where you could be looking at a guy who's either in a running back rotation, possibly competing for the starting job. We don't know what's going to happen with Mitchell. That was his first game. He could have two bad games after this. It was the Lions. How much how much salt do we have to give to that as well? So it's a very interesting situation. And can Eli Mitchell or Elijah Mitchell can he overcome this kind of like injury riddled like 49ers narrative that we have because the 49ers running backs cannot mm-hmm. stay healthy like at all. So we mm-hmm. shall see. We shall see. And uh we had a question here. Triple X Lex says drop Michael Carter for Naheem Hines or Eli Mitchell. <laughs> Eli Mitchell, if you're playing on uh but you know what's really crazy, Huss? If you draft him Michael Carter, you're drafting him in the top 10 rounds, more than likely. More than likely. So there's probably someone better that you can drop off your team, first of all. Second of all, that's a situation where Carter maybe by week five ends up with that job because as you saw from the Jets, none of those running backs panned out. So, like, I agree. Eli is, is a better play than Carter. Naheem Hines right now is a better play for Carter. But this is a 17-week season. You can't make moves for week two, and then once the playoffs come, you're struggling, and you're looking at Carter – being the full-time starter in that position, I would say look to see if you have someone a little bit lower on your depth chart that you might be able to move for him. And it's funny because we already said Michael Carter, he's going to be like Nick Chubb was um, that year that Nick Chubb came into the league because Nick Chubb, I mm-hmm. remember at least the leagues that I played in, he was drafted in 100% of leagues, not like mm-hmm. me, um, not by me. And then whenever, when, whenever the Carlos Hyde trade happened, before that, he was dropped in 100% mm-hmm. of leagues. So I think mm-hmm. Carter's just one of those guys we got to pay attention to. He's he's a deep stash, deep stash. And I would get um, Elijah Mitchell over Naheem Hines if I was picking one of the two. But I like yeah, both. Be- because I-, I definitely agree with you, especially because of the workload. Um, but Naheem Hines in PPR leagues, I think it's going to be a very solid pickup. I do take Mitchell over Hines, but Hines is in a bad consolation prize. Yep, for sure. So Jay and scotty boy um we're not doing uh start and sit questions um right now if anyone has some waiver wire questions you know we can kind of help with that if anybody does want to get a start and sit question answered just make sure you drop a super chat we got Mm -hmm. you taken care of but uh this show is mainly going to be about the news and don't forget to check out hustlers he got three times this week that he's giving you starts and advice so if you have these questions now you don't miss those shows then because that's when those can't those questions get answered at no charge well, four, depending on who gets it. Four times. So Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. Sunday. Probably going to be doing double-digit hours on live stream. Boom. Just for A questions. man for the people. Yeah. What up, us? You already know. And Scotty Boy, what up, what up? It's going down, bro. All right, how about some good news, at least for the Thursday game? Antonio Gibson, full participant in practice. I know everybody, including myself, was a little bit nervous when he got that questionable uh, mark yesterday, but – it's also a Monday's practice, you know, even though they got the Thursday game, gave him a little bit of rest, just didn't make him put in a full practice. So we can rest mm-hmm. easy. We can rest easy. What do you think um, about Gibson in that game? And just give us your thoughts on the Thursday game since you're our residence Giants guy. I'll be honest, man. First of all, I'm hoping that Gibson, you know, can last the season because there was some questions about his durability coming into the season he had the toe injury so a lot of people were waiting on him i feel like that's the only reason why he initially fell out of the first round but the giants are a pretty good team versus the run and their defense isn't that bad so i'm while i do like gibson he's an automatic start you can't bench gibson because he is one of those volume plays who can get catches and he gets goal line 
I do think you have to temper expectations. I think he's closer to an RB2 this week than an RB1. I think there's a situation where the Giants might be able to pull it out uh, if for any reason that they could actually get this offense rolling because the offense looked bad. Barkley was on unlimited touches. Hopefully we see a little bit more out of Barkley. They're saying that he's a full go. We're looking at it like Barkley should get more usage, but I'm not going to lie to you until I see it. It's going to be hard for me. Like if I have a good flex option or a good running back option that I could put in for Barkley, I might do it just because we haven't seen it yet. So I dropped all my start and sit videos today. If you guys haven't go see them, go check them out. I dropped the wide receiver starts and sits, running back, tight end, quarterback. I break down every single game for every single position. And Barkley was someone I'm definitely pumping the brakes on. We're talking mm-hmm. about a short week, mm-hmm. and we're talking about one of the best run defenses in mm-hmm. the league. And so I have him down as a flex play, a mm-hmm. guy who – Really fringe on being in my lineup, not going to lie. The short week makes it worse. The great defense, you know, makes it worse as well. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous about Barkley going into this week, especially because it's Thursday. I'm nervous about everyone on either side of the ball except for Terry McLaurin because Terry McLaurin is matchup proof. Bro, is he matchup proof right now without Ryan Fitzpatrick? Logan Ryan, that dude is a motherfucking baller, and he might be sticking him. I agree. I agree. But throughout his whole career he's had nobody <laughs> he's never had a quarterback so for me terry mclaurin he's like Allen robinson no matter what the situation you roll him out there sometimes he might get you nine points but for the most part you feel good about his upside there's very few people you could say unless your your bench is so freaking deep like who are you gonna start you gonna start marvin jones or are you gonna start terry mclaurin like you know what i mean like oh, yeah. how far down are we getting <laughs> it's gonna be tough to sit terry yeah. mclaurin uh, that, yeah. that's for sure i'm a little bit nervous because logan ryan I right. mean, he was he was locking it down this right. past week and he might just want to take on the challenge let me let me go up against uh you know one of the top wide receivers in the league and show this kid who's boss yeah i i definitely agree but then maybe that opens it up for logan thomas i think one of those two guys could maybe get off tonight this week but they're gonna have to get off for, for, for the for the um which we'll call it to win. I was going to say the Redskins, but they're the team formerly known as the Redskins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, All right, Deep um, Prince. <laughs> yeah. And dang it, I had one more thought, and I totally, like, spaced on that. Oh, mm-hmm. but you know what? Perfect time to space because my man, Mr. Bear, with the super chat. What up, bro? Appreciate that. Let's get it. Should I trade Derrick Henry for Cooper? <laughs> I have Gibson and Jacobs. I also have Mostert, who is injured. I have Godwin, Lockett, McLaurin. Yeah, you, you can't make that trade. Like Derrick Henry, even though he had a really off game, and Cooper looks like one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. We're going to have a little, you know, reverse to the mean for both of those guys. And, yeah, Henry's going to do a lot better. Godwin, Lockett, McLaurin. I mean, you already stacked that wide receiver, but if you can maybe get more out of it, if you want, if you want to do a deal like that, I would have to get more. I would need it to be like a two for one where at least if I'm getting Cooper, I'm getting something else too where I could be like, okay. But like I said, we're talking about one of the perennial best runners who's consistently been good, knocking down 100-yard games. This was a bad game for him, but it's a bad game for the whole Titans offense. These Cardinals came out, and they came out ready to play. And as if you watch us and you know IDP style, they have a lot of primetime guys on there. From Simmons, you got Baker, you have you have uh, Chandler Jones. They have guys on that defense who are legit. So I don't think we should stress too much about Derrick Henry. I know it's a little bit nervous what happened, 
but you got to ride with him, man. It's it's way too early for you to be um, making a trade like that because you're talking about Cooper as a, a wide receiver, you know, top 20, you know, between 10 and 20, and Henry's a top three, top five. You can't do that. Yeah, we can't buy into the early season hype like that much because – even though Gallup went down, I mean, Cooper's not going to be getting that many targets every mm-hmm. single game. And the last, the last point I'll put on this, it's easier to find a, a wide receiver on the wire than a running back. You'll have a better chance throughout the season to add more wide receiver depth as players get injured. And as you look at situations where guys start overplaying other guys or start moving up on the squad, that you'll be able to snag one of those guys versus running backs where it's a lot harder to find. And that's why, you know, Huss is talking about it. He's willing to spend 40% of his fab budget on Mitchell because a running back like that coming on the wire is so rare. Whereas we've seen guys consistently come up off the wave wire at wide receiver that come up and show out. Yep. And Mr. Bear, yep, you could drop Mostert. He's officially out for the season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you play in a redraft league, yeah, you can go ahead and cut him loose. Mm-hmm. RIP to Raheem Mostert for this year. Had such high hopes. I wanted to see him surfing in the end zone. Uh, I, I always like that, and uh, we didn't get to see it this year. He was set for a breakout year, man. Everything was there. I, I took him later. I was worried. I said he wasn't going to last. I didn't think it would be this short. I didn't. This is this this guy's career could be very well in jeopardy. He's already getting up there. I mean, I believe yeah. he's 28 years old as of this yeah. year. So as far as running backs go, he's he's been long in the two. Yeah, like he, he's he's in a rotation back at this point. And he keeps getting hurt. So, like, what do you do after that? If you can't be in a rotation, like, the fuck? <laughs> Practice squad? That's where you can go. Yeah, yeah, that is rough. And then, Juan, sorry, bro. We're not doing start and sit questions. We're not doing trade questions unless you drop in a super chat. We're just talking about some news. And we're talking about waivers if anyone has any questions. And Eric Miller said, pick up Goddard and drop Gasecki. So, even though Gasecki pulled up a goose egg, I mean, I'd still drop him. For someone like Goddard, because you're talking about a potential top 10 tight end there either way. I think that's such a dicey one, though, because here's the one thing about Gesicki. And here's the one thing about the team that they played. You guys remember that he played the Patriots, right? If you guys remember when the Raiders played the Patriots, they shut Waller down. Waller is a baller. But when he faced the Patriots, Bill Belichick said, that's your best player, and I'm not letting you get him off. Now, Gasicki and Tua show great rapport throughout this preseason. And with the way that Tua plays, I think Gasicki will have long-term value. But sometimes you got to watch the matchups, and that was a bad matchup. So, okay, I can understand making that swap because they're both about even. But don't completely give up on Gasicki having a decent season just because he posts that ghost egg. Yeah, especially if you got worse options, you know, than Gasicki on your team that you can yeah. drop. Yeah, literally what you said is almost like verbatim of what I said in the start and sit. I, I have him as a sit this week just because I want to see it. But yep. if Bill Belichick knows that he was the, you know, favorite target of yep. Tua, definitely going to make him change his game plan. And yep. literally they blanketed Gasecki so much. They had zero catches on the game. It was rough. Yep. Yep. And, and and you know what's funny? It's like some teams will let your b- best option be like, okay, you're that's your best option. Then you have to go out there and beat us. Like last night with Waller and the Raiders. The, the Ravens literally just let Waller get whatever. He had like 20 targets. But versus when you look at the Patriots, the Patriots said, okay, we're going to take the best thing you do away and beat us another way. And I think that's something that we also have to really keep in mind when we look at some of these stats is that these defenses play different based on situations. And things really change a lot week to week. Yeah. And the Patriots, they have one of the best defensive uh, minded coaches ever, you mm-hmm. know, in history with Bill Belichick. And they're way healthier than they were last year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was really just the uh, the turnovers that hurt them in this past week. Mm-hmm. And someone asked earlier, is I, and I, I totally forgot to pull it up, is Damian Harris in the doghouse? And I did bring that up. I do have, have him down as a start. I mean, we know that the Belichick doghouse is real. And the fumble that Damian Harris had at the end of the game pretty much cost them the game. Now, the reason why I have Damian Harris down as a full start this week versus anybody else on the team is because they're playing the Jets. And that Bill Belichick defense going up against a rookie, I think it's going to be a really, really, really bad day for Zach Wilson in this one. I think they completely get shut down by the Patriots, Uh and I think they do a lot of running, and Patriots don't have to throw it too much. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying on that. And, uh, you know, it, it's a situation where you can't bench him yet. He's one of those guys that you got you got to keep up. But it is a situation that you have to monitor. And it's this situation where um, I won't say re, re, uh, Stevens, the, their immediate backup, but Taylor. Taylor is becoming the interesting guy. And I think I saw it on you starting uh, your, your waiver wire at James White. James White's a very interesting play as well. So. I think that it's someone that you have to watch and monitor because Bill Belichick is a guy who I don't give a fuck how good you are. He will pull you the fuck out and not let you come back for weeks. His doghouse is real. So he better not fumble again. Yeah. And one thing they really like about James White, not only is he good in pass protection, dude Mm -hmm. rarely fumbles, you Mm -hmm. know, pretty much got sure hands. So that's why Mm -hmm. maybe not in this game, you know, because I don't Mm -hmm. feel like they're going to be behind, um, you know, by the Jets. But Mm -hmm. It's definitely something to watch. You watch that running mm-hmm. back backfield, and if mm-hmm. James White gets more than four touches, you know, on the ground, that's what he got last week. Like, I'll be honest. Like, when I see teams like the Browns, and when I see teams like the Steelers and the Chiefs, I get James Robin, uh, James White, and I'm ready to play him. Like, those are the teams that, like, if it's the Jets, you don't want to play James White because they're going to be blowing him out. It's not good game scripts for him. But if it's a team that they're going to be competing with, going neck and neck or possibly down. That's a James White game. So, yes, he's not a weekly starter, but he's a good start depending on the matchup. I think any game that he's in, he could go for five to seven receptions. Um, just may not get any run work is what it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what up, Derek? Shout out to the Patreon crew. Said um, Deontay Harris. Who we, we Deontay Harris or Cordero Patterson worth a waiver wire pickup. Who the hell is Deontay Harris? Um, uh, I think he's talking about the wide receiver from the Saints. That Harris guy, I want to say, uh, because that's the only Harris that I know of that went went for pretty good. Um, Cordell Patterson is interesting to me because oh, Mike God. Davis didn't look great. What up? 
Yeah, oh, Mike Davis did not look good in that one. Um, so I, I mean, Corderell Patterson. I mean, maybe it. De- <clears throat> if it's the teams that you've showed me, your teams are pretty stacked. You know, on the bench. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be jumping for one of those guys and dropping someone. Uh, it, it depends and- on who. But I also get like having those extra punt return yardage. Um, does give him a little bit of an advantage over some other guys that you might have at the bad back end of your bench, just because there's some a- extra points that you can apply. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And all good, Bogart. You take care of the little man. Get him a fresh cut. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow either way. So all good. You already know. Ooh, it's it's funny that we were just talking about Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones yeah. had a pretty good game, if I remember correctly. I but mean, if you have, was, if you have was, Zeke, I can understand you wanting to get some, some um, insurance. You don't have anyone a little bit lower on your roster that you might be able to drop. Marvin Jones, to me, is not. Like someone that I'd be ready to drop unless it's like, like, yes, Mitchell. But I feel like you have to have someone worse than Jones on your roster. Yeah. Would I drop either one of these guys for Elijah Mitchell? Like, yes. I mean, it'd probably be Tony Pollard if I had to choose, you know, running back for running back, even though you have Zeke. Because yep. if Zeke goes down, I yeah. mean, that whole that whole offense is going to kind of change a little bit anyways. And who knows if Pollard is like the same dude in like a long stretch. But yep. yeah, if Given the chance, I would drop Marvin Jones or Tony Pollard for Elijah Mitchell. But well, I, I'd look for me, someone worse. It, it, it's a clear, worse. it's a clear cut. I, I do have Tony Pollard before me, Jones that I would drop, and it is by a decent amount because of this one factor here. I know you have Zeke, but if you're playing to win and you're expecting things to go good, and let's just say Zeke has his season, Tony Pollard is useless. Whereas then you'll just be able to flip Zeke into IR, pick somebody else up. Now you have a roster spot. Versus if you drop Pollard, get Mitchell, you could have Mitchell and Zeke both be good at the same time. Potential trade bait, potential injury replacements. You could have potential flexes. So it's a lot more upside if you drop Thomas. I mean, Pollard, especially because you have Zeke. You're basically only hedging there. That's the only time Pollard is going to come into play for you. Whereas Mitchell and Jones, they could have standalone weekly value. Yep. And the one thing that is good um, – for having a, a low draft pick, I'm really excited. I just thought about this right now because I'd really oh, drop anybody on my roster for Elijah Mitchell. That yeah. waiver, though, that waiver, there's so many leagues that I have uh, the number one waiver and Elijah Mitchell. Ah. I, I use my waiver on um, on uh, Latavius Murray uh, ah. when, that, when that news came now. But you got to remember, I had Rojo, and I literally yeah. dropped Rojo for Murray because I had Tyson Williams. And I'm like, my number one, my number one running back is Mike Davis. <laughs> so I was desperate for a running back. I could, like, like us said, when you see a running back on the wave wire, you don't walk, you run. <laughs> He's like, oh, you might be getting carries. Because my thing is in like three, four weeks, I expect Latavius Murray to be the full three down back over there with the Ravens. He's built to be with that team. Like, you know what I mean? Just his style of play. JC Money Design, what up, bro? What up, homie? Yeah, and that's a good segue into the next piece of news. Bruce Arians announced that Ronald Jones is going to be the starter versus Atlanta. Like, after that, I mean, only getting, like, what, two carries, three carries, fumbling, mm-hmm. and then completely getting bounced out of the game? What, what mm-hmm. do you think about that? That was a little wild for me to hear. First and foremost, it hurt. It hurt me very much because Rojo – was the better runner for the most of the season until the playoffs. And then the playoffs playoff Lenny became a thing because he was beasting. Then you come into the season first week. Everyone's expecting to have Rojo as a starter. Boom. He announces Lenny's the starter. 
Then Lenny comes in and Lenny looks better or Lenny's getting more carries. And then the fumble. So then it's like, okay, Rojo, you got to make sure you do better because Lenny started to eat into it. And then you fucking fumble. And, and like we said, some of these coaches don't play. And we've been very clear about this. Bruce Arians does not play, especially with Rojo, because him and Rojo have fumbling history for the past couple of years where he will literally get into Rojo about this. So it scares me. I am very scared by him. If I like that, someone I would drop him if the uh, uh, Eli Mitchell or fucking even Latavius Murray is available. I make that move, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah, that backfield. I mean, they don't they don't have a lot of draft capital, you know, in the backfield at all. They got Lenny for nothing. They're still paying him nothing. I mean, Ronald Jones. I, he's, I think he's it was a second up. round pick. Ronald Jones, yeah, and but I mean, at this point, what was it like four or five years ago? Yep, you know, like he's on the last year of his rookie contract right now. Yep, and so, yeah, he's got to he's got to prove it. And being the starter in the NFL, it almost means nothing these days because you could literally start play one fumble and then just be out. I mean, he played two plays and was like done for the game. So, I'm look nervous. at um, what, what's his face, Stevens from uh, the Patriots. He came yeah. in for one play, fumbled, never saw the field again. You are, I mean, I, I need an eight mile drop because you only get one shot. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> are you gonna let it slip? <laughs> I'll tell you this though. You know who's interesting, and I'm gonna call it a post waiver pickup because we believe in two things, or at least I do: waiver pickups and post waiver pickups. Because there are times that yes, I like players, but I'm not willing to spend my waiver because I expect by the end of the year there'll be players that are coming up. So I wait till waivers clear and I add him. One guy is like Jeff Wilson Jr. I can pick him up for nothing, throw him on the IR, see what happens. It doesn't cost me a roster spot, and it won't cost me a waiver spot, but I could possibly get a running back on the 49ers. That's one of them. And the second one is Taylor, their third string or fourth string inactive running back with the Patriots. I'm not saying he's an immediate add. I'm not saying to run out and get him. He was a healthy scratch last week, but he's someone that I'm keeping an eye on. This week might not be a good game plan for him, but depending on what happens with these fumbles, he could be inching his way up the depth chart. Now, last last end of the roster, you don't have really good players at the end. I can see adding him. I would still keep a Tony Pollard over him right now. I keep a Marvin Jones and all these other guys that we we spoke about over him. But in deeper leagues, I think he's a guy that we have to start adding in a fourteen team league. He's a guy that I'm going to be looking to add at the end of my end of my bench and just kind of hold on to him and see what happens with New England. Yeah, because you never know how that backfield is going to shape out. I mean, James yeah. White is the only one's role who I believe is 100% yep. secure. Everybody and God else. forbid he gets hurt. Taylor's yeah. taking that spot because he's he's the best pass catcher out of the other three guys. Yep. He's just not – he's just nowhere yep. near the pass pro is really yep. what it is. That's why James White's secure because uh, yep. Bill Belichick knows he's old reliable on yep. third down and be able to protect the rookie. Yep. So we'll see what happens in that game. But uh, it's Falcons at Tampa Bay. I'm expecting um, a bloodbath. I'm expecting the Falcons to just get whooped up by the Bucs. And even if the Bucs are winning by 30, I I still expect them to be thrown a lot. Yeah, you know what? That's actually going to be a great pick for Survivor this week. Um, Because I was looking at a couple of teams, and and that was one team that interests me. Another one, you got got the um, Lions, who, you know, injury report, they're, they're, they're starting cornerback out. Um, and that's going to be an interesting matchup for Aaron Rodgers because he's going to get the Lions this week, and maybe that's a get-right game for him. Perennially speaking, that's a team that he does well against. So oh, yeah. I think that's going to be another interesting survivor slash you know matchup of the week. And I'm not going to say – I mean, 
choosing the Packers, it's funny to say that it's even ballsy going up against the Lions. I am not doing it. <laughs> but I like I know three people in my group chat that are going for that. I said I'm staying away from the Packers until Aaron Rodgers gets hot because I don't want to play with fire. And we just saw the Lions score 33 on the 49ers. So while I still understand the Packers are a better team, it's still a little scary for me. That's not an automatic. Yeah, it's definitely not. It could be a shootout over there. And it really, because it's those running backs on the Lions. Yeah. 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 All right. So I guess we skipped over this when we were talking about the Thursday game, but Ryan Fitzpatrick officially on the IR. It is not nothing nice. I, I can't believe it. Like we didn't even get two series out of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Like big big things, and now we got Heineke. I'm I'm really shocked at at just how that went down, man. Because like, yo, there was so much hype for Fitz Magic, and like Fitz Magic has had a bad run over these last couple of years, from like losing his job midseason to Tua to like that great end that he had with the Patriots. That that game seventeen, week seventeen, when he beat the Patriots. He was riding his high. He goes into the next season. He has the job, loses that job. Then they don't even trade him. I thought he might have got traded to the Cowboys. Then he starts this season with an opportunity. Now he gets hurt. I feel bad because he doesn't have many years left on on his career. So for him to get these injuries now really kind of like almost derail him. Yeah, that would suck if we've seen him play his last game. And with the hip injury, we don't even know the severity of it. We just know he's going on IR and he's like 50 years old. So, I mean, it's just nothing, nothing nice. And, yeah, it, it's going to suck if we just saw him play his last game because yeah. riding high against the Patriots and, like, going out, you know, like that yeah. being the end of your career would have been so much better than going out yeah. week one versus the Chargers. Yeah, I, I really feel bad because the other thing about that team is that's a team that, you know, I don't want to say they're, they're legit Super Bowl contenders, but they were, you know, contenders for the playoffs. And in the playoffs, if you get hot, anything can happen. So, you know, that was a team that you have you could look at and say that defense travels – if Fitz can play mistake-free football, they're dangerous. Yeah, and we saw them. I mean, they, they it was with, within what three points and of the Bucks last year. Yeah, yeah. And I think they had Heineke. So I, I think that's the other thing. And we had talked about it. He's been in the system long enough. I think Bogart was saying, you know, he came up in, in with with um, uh, Rivera and all them. Yeah. So I'm actually not really that um, worried about the the offense making the switch because he's very familiar. He has rapport with these guys. I don't worry about Terry long term. I don't worry about Logan long term. I don't worry about Gibson long term. It just sucks that, you know, homeboys hurt. Yep. Yep. Really sucks. We were all expecting big things out of Fitzy. Absolutely. Now, last piece of news uh, before we get out of here, unless anything else comes in. Marshawn Lattimore having surgery to prepare, uh, to repair that chip bone um, in his thumb or his finger. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, he's going to be week to week after he recovers from that. So I don't even know if it's going to be like three weeks because I don't think they put him on IR. But the games that he's out, like this week, Carolina, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, I feel like you just like fire all those guys up. It's going to be a shootout over there. Man, I'm just excited. I'm happy because while I don't own any of these wide receivers with the Panthers, I am a Christian McCaffrey rosterer. So <laughs> I'm hoping that that game just turns into a shootout <laughs> where these guys are just going back and forth. I don't want it to be a blowout where you have to take McCaffrey out and, and rest him. I want it to be back and forth all game long and just feed that boy the ball. Just feed the beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Christian McCaffrey. For everybody, including myself, who thought he was going to get any less than uh, 100% of the work, boy, were we wrong. He's he's just special. He's that yeah, I, I, I spent most of my offseason arguing this with my co-manager, and eventually I just gave in because I was like, you know what? It's very hard to see many players doing more, but he can't keep this roll up, and they don't give a fuck. They know, they know what they got. McCaffrey, we're going to suck, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, which is everything. Yeah, fantasy football life. <laughs> yeah. yeah All right. Well, th- um, Tuesday, we already said the news kind of sucks for today. I mean, it, it's a real slow day with practice, and every- everyone should take it slow. Let's not have any practice injuries or anything like that. Let's let's take it easy and uh, make it past week two because that was the mm-hmm. really, really bad week last year. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, and now things are going to get really exciting. Waivers are going to come by tomorrow. This is our first waivers of the season. Don't forget to check out Huss. He breaks down every position, start six, waiver wire ads. He gets you ready, gets you locked, gets you loaded. So I think that's one thing to to definitely keep an eye on for and, uh, you know, be ready. Oh, yeah. And you already know if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So you better be making moves every single week. Doesn't matter if you think you don't have to. You got to get some of these waiver wire darlings because some of them pan out for the entire season mm-hmm. and can turn into league mm-hmm. winners. And let's let's refresh everyone's memories. Do y'all remember who James Robinson was? Because James Robinson was that guy that you either drafted the last pick or you, or you got him with your first week with Fab. And how did he turn out for you? Was he a top 10 running back last year in PPR? Because I know he was, you know? So keep that in mind, boys. And we know a lot of these casual leagues, you know, nobody knew who James Robinson was. Maybe he was on waivers for the first couple mm-hmm. weeks. <laughs> how many people knew who, who Elijah Mitchell was? We were saying, is it Eli or Elijah? Because yeah. the, the different news sites had different. They didn't even know what the fuck was up. They're like, whoa, it's not Trey Sermon? <laughs> That's what everyone said. Just think about how crazy that is. And that's that's fantasy football. That's fantasy football. And I hope nobody's watching in that league. But yep, I just up the budget <laughs> on Elijah Mitchell. So yep, to yes, the moon, spend, baby. One hundred percent of your fab on Elijah Mitchell. I I, I almost wanted to go over like fifty <laughs> or sixty percent, just because you never know. You never know. Yep. <sighs> All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be on Gemmo, the Icons uh, channel, a little bit later today. That's at 6 p.m. Uh, California time, 9 p.m. West Coast time. And then we got the live, Start and Sit live streams starting tomorrow. It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Woo! Out, everybody. We'll see you then. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.